Good evening. For tonight's Fikava Vet Chat, I uh, have around uh, a household name in veterinary dentistry. She was born in Slovenia, but is a, a diplomat of the European Dental Veterinary Dental College and uh, the American Veterinary Dental College. Uh, she lectures a lot, she works hard, and if possible, she travels a lot. So exactly the person I would like to speak to. So welcome this evening to Anna Nimic. Thank you, Wolfgang. Thank you for uh, uh, having me tonight with you. And I do hope that I will share with you and with um, everyone from the Kava family um, some stories about how I work and how I was traveling. That's very good. But before we start, I have to make an admission. The, the last time when I met you, that was we were sharing a taxi in Thessaloniki. And I was sitting next to you and admittedly, I had no idea who you are. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember this conversation, they say, okay, then, and uh, what are you doing? And so, dentistry? So, okay, fine, sort of first opinion, second opinion, also, oh, second opinion, yes. I have no opinion. <laughs> And, and, no opinion and, and, and so I said okay fine yeah yeah I'm also giving that was as the Eastern European Regional Veterinary Conference and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also giving some lectures on it okay yeah fine and then I thought dentistry lectures my god that's Anna the thing I had I had uh, I, I read quite a few of your publications Essex already said you are household name so I but I, I I had the name there but I couldn't put a face to it and so afterwards I saw you idiot you idiot you didn't know who this lady was so it was I mean afterwards funny and I hope I didn't step on your toes but that's the way it is sometimes there are there are members of our profession that 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 are well known but nobody can put a face to it so now i can now i have a little bit more of a picture so i'm even more pleased that you join me for the vet chat tonight tell me the story how how did it come how did anna become a vet to start with how did how, anna become a vet yes anna so was, was it always <laughs> was it always quite clear that you wanted to become a vet no or? not not at all and um, and when I when I was graduating from the um, from the high school, uh, we needed to to do a list of three universities that we we would like to enroll. And um, I I really I really didn't know what what to actually study because I had interested in many inter, I was interested in many things. And then the only thing I knew was I I really don't want to do law and history. Uh, so, and the rest was kind of, okay, let's, what shall we do? Um, and, and, and then I was, uh, it was the, I, I've been uh, doing some, you know, I was helping a bit out at the local veterinary practice because we've always had uh, dogs and, you know, some other animals at home, um, but it was never thought as a profession. Um, and then that, that last uh, summer, 
I actually again volunteered there and it was, I, the more I think, the more it was because of a, a vet there that was doing large animal practice and he was taking me everywhere around the, you know, the country of the West Slovenia. And it was not, again, it was not because of the job itself, but it was because of his passion for the job. He, he was so enthusiastic in what he was doing and how he was, you know, communicating with clients that it really made my days with him around. Um, and then I, you know, I, 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 that, that's how I reflect now on it. And at that point, it was just, he really made me enthusiastic about it. And that's how I put veterinary medicine on, on my first position when I, when I was then applying for, uh, for, for um, faculties. Yeah, so it was, it was not planned, not, not at all. That's, I think that's so refreshing because, I mean, here we have somebody who is sort of at the, at the sharp end or the tip of a, a speciality in our profession. Um, and I often found that uh, people that are in that position, they seem to have always this one aim, this one path in life. And then I look at myself and it was, it was like that. So I didn't really expect that my, my uh, high school results would be good enough for, uh, to get a place at vet school. Mm -hmm. And I had already a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. And I thought veterinary medicine would be nice, but it could be something else. I had several other sort of yeah. plans up my sleeve. And then surprise, surprise, I got this place at vet school. And then I met, when I went to vet school, I met all these other students that had studied two years in Belgium before they were allowed into Germany. They had studied in Italy. They had learned different uh, foreign languages in order to somehow get in. Who They had waited for a place at vet school for five, six years. They had moved the earth for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, sugar. They are so driven. But then, I mean, it worked out for me. It worked out for most of the others. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it is what you make out of it. And enthusiasm, exactly. as you say, I think that is, that is the key. You sometimes, I think, can only take the strain if you, if you really like what you do. If you, if you hate it every day, can you yeah. be good? Possibly not. Mm. No. Yeah. I, I, I think you can be good, but uh, I don't think you can, you can release your full potential because, you know, it, it's not your passion, it's, it's a job. And um, I many, many times, times think, you know, I, I never was taken, I try to obviously have my time off and, you know, kind of, but not really separating veterinary medicine from my other life. It's kind of a lifestyle. And I think from whatever job you make kind of a lifestyle out of it, it's, it's rewarding. Pro probably not, not all will ag agree with that approach. And, and I, I, I just think like you were saying, you know, some people were planning things, some of us were not planning things. Um, and if it works out for the best for you, I mean, that's the, the point, right? And um, yeah. yeah, so it, 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 really, it really depends. But bottom line, I think every, every one of us, not just in veterinary medicine, we should be happy with what we are doing for the whole day. And then at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you are just grateful for the day as it was. Yeah, yeah, well, it's sometimes I think 
difficult, but yeah, I think that's the way you need to look at it. And you have to, I think, force yourself sometimes to look at it sure. that yeah. way. No, they, they are, they are, they are not, not only apps all the time. Of course not. So there we are, Anna is a vet. So how do you become, go from a, being a veterinary surgeon to going into dentistry? How does that work? Or how did that work? Or how it, did that it, happen to you? <laughs> it, was, it was not planned either. <laughs> okay. So, because the, as I said, the, the, the vet at the local practice, he was a large animal practitioner. Um, you know, then my idea at that point was to do large animal medicine. And I did most of my externship actually in Switzerland, uh, mostly working with large animals, cows. That was my, my idea. And then very Not interesting- Not much dentistry there, I would say. <laughs> None. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a clue about dentistry at that point. A certain yeah. lack of incisivi, we especially on the- <laughs> <laughs> Especially on, on, on the maxilla, <laughs> yeah. So now, and it's, uh, you know, and, and now this may be interesting because, you know, we, we always try to say uh, women are equal than men and we are all the same and so on and so forth. But for me, one of the, let's call it a, a bit of a breaking point was when I was actually, it was in my fifth year of the vet school. So basically I was almost at the end of it. It was the first time that I was actually doing my field practice with a woman. Uh, large animal uh, medicine uh, mm, mm, person mm. and uh, at that point there was a situation you know in the middle of the night somewhere in the mountains we were hiking to the to the place where the cows were um, and it was uh, postpartum uh, what is it hypo, hypo Re retained yeah, yeah. Re See my my vet, general veterinary medicine knowledge now. <laughs> well, I'm 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 yeah I'm 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 working in the UK and yet sort of uh, <laughs> so large animal terminology. That that happens then to you when you go through a specialization. You know, you start yeah, seeing yeah, only yeah. A tooth becomes your patient. <laughs> so that that's that's a bit of a you know of a problem I think. Um, but anyway, so I was first time working with a, with a woman and at that point I was actually starting thinking, um, am I really, um, really physically capable of doing this? Uh, and like, you know, for the whole career, basically, till I'm, till I'm, you know, an old practitioner. Um, and at that point, I, I you know, I, I was still thinking I will go into this, but it was just somewhere the first time that this thought occurred. Um, and then things started, you know, just opening up. So I, I took uh, the elective course of uh, dentistry in Ljubljana with Professor Paulica, and um, I liked it. And then uh, I said to myself, okay, if I if I pass the exam with good grades, um, you know, nine or 10, you know, the, the highest grades, as I, I will ask professor if I can do research, student research with him. And I did so, and we started this um, research in uh, like students research. And then it started just, you know, another field really opening up. And I think the more you then dig into something, the more interesting it becomes. Um, and it, it all started, it all just started rolling. And then I, then we finished that, uh, professor, then I, I did my PhD with the same professor. He was my mentor for the PhD. Um, and then I met uh, Cedric Tat. He was doing the exam in Ljubljana. Mm -hmm. 
uh, his exam uh, the, for the college. And we were chatting in front of the clinic and he said, so Anna, so what are you doing now when you are done? Uh, <laughs> you know how it is when you have no plan. <laughs> And Why not said, catching a plane? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, have you ever thought of doing a residency? And I said, Cedric, what is residency? <laughs> and so he, <laughs> he got me into this. And that, that, that's how the whole, the whole story was rolling. There was no, I, the more I look at it back, the more actually it was a little bit or not really only a little bit, but some luck getting you know, the right people with the right information in your life, you being able to see those information as important for you and then grab it, okay, put a lot of work into it and make, make something out, like you said, said before. Yeah. Well, and you, you need these chance visits, I think, or meetings with people yeah. who suddenly yeah. have the solution exactly. or... Uh, uh, who, who say, yeah. why don't you go that way? You're yeah. standing on this juncture and you think, shall I go left or right? Yeah. And they say, well, I yeah. think you should go yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, well, it might be the right choice. It might not be. I, I mean, we never know. Although, who dares wins, I think. Yeah. In but the if, you, if you don't case. make a choice, you will never, you know, if you just, if you kind of just follow something that you are not even choosing then then what you know it's it's not something that that you can even yeah get involved deeply into it you then spent three years at uc davis or how long have you been over yeah in yeah yeah then, then when i when i finished the phd in ljubljana then i moved to to uc davis and uh, i did then the residency with professor frank Estrate there yeah uh, okay. and then i returned back yeah, so why did you return back? Oh, you know, then? that is again live. Before I yep. left, yep. I, I made two promises. <laughs> okay, okay. And you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a man or a woman or a person of a, of a word. So I okay. was, um, yeah, I, I returned because I said I will be returning. Uh, I, and I clearly remember before I left for the States, um, I was having um, a conversation with uh, with a professor in of the in the periodontology school. He was actually the um, how you call it the, the the main supervisor of my PhD work. Not, not the mentor, but actually the the exam kind of committee uh, supervisor. And um, I asked him to to write me the uh, you know letter of recommendation for for residency. And at that point, he asked me if we can just chat a bit about things. And I said, okay. And it was one of the most um, eye-opening things, uh, eye-opening conversations um, in, 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 my, in my career, actually, so far. Um, and he said, you know, how long are you going? And I said, for three years. And he said, okay. For, he, he used to obviously spend quite a lot of time abroad. And he said, okay, the first year you will just uh, yearn to come back. The second year you will have no clue what to do. And the third year you, you will not want to come back. <laughs> and that happened to me. <laughs> okay. So the third okay. year was not really something that I was, uh, you know, really looking, looking um, for coming back. Um, mm. But yeah, as I said, I, 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 you know, I, 
I planned something in my life and I, I was holding my word for that and um, it didn't turn out, see? So the things that I was planning didn't really go according to the plan. The things I was not planning turned out much, much better. How does your day-to-day -day work look like at the moment? Is there something, I don't know, we can say how it looks like? I don't know, do you have certain, how much is it clinical work? How much is it uh, teaching? How much research? Uh, how does so, it work? <laughs> I do, so I, I'm at the vet school um, of the veterinary faculty in Ljubljana. And I am uh, an employee there for, and I'm doing 100% clinical work. Um, I do, so basically it's uh, four days uh, surgery cases and one day is receiving. So it's really Monday to, to Friday, it's clinics. And then uh, in the winter semester, I do keep this elective course of veterinary dentistry. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's not really an enormous task because it's a small, small uh, course. So it's, uh, you know, it's something that I just, you know, you keep doing it and it's basically just natural. And then when students come to the clinics, anyway, I'm doing clinics, so they just are there and they help me out and they learn at the same time. So um, that, that's part of the job. Uh, and then research is actually, um, yeah, again, involved into all this. So I wouldn't really say that I can, I can't really say it's no in percentage. I'm there 100% clinician, but then, you know, it, it's anyway a package, especially if you are at the, at the teaching hospital or at, at the, in academia, you, you need to do research and it's, it comes just naturally to do it. If you have cases, you have material. Um, I'm mostly what, what we are, what I'm involved in are mostly clinical studies now, because when I was doing the PhD, it was pure um, bench research or basically it was uh, laboratory animal work. And I promised to myself, I will never ever do that again. Um, but doing clinical research is what makes makes sense. You know, you you have the you 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 know the field, um, and you totally see where things are missing. So it's so much easier to plan research then. Um, then obviously a bit of a problem as it always is in veterinary medicine when it comes to research is the number of cases. Um, but yeah, it's when it comes to you know answering how it looks, it's it's a conglomerate of of, of all three activities that are based on patients. Yeah. Veterinary dentistry, I mean, if I, if we look at it, sort of where, how it has developed over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 yeah. years, yeah. it's, I mean, I still think back when, when I was a vet student, we had a lot of Norwegians in our in our uh, in our group, and what the Norwegians always did was when they got new students, they had to to go through um, uh, uh, an initial test to be admitted into the Norwegian club in Hanover Vet School, and that meant that on one Saturday morning in November, it will probably be sort of around about sort of next weekend again or so, um, they. I had to meet up in the center of Hanover in the uh, pedestrianized zone and they had to do silly things. So there was a one guy, for example, they put a shield around his neck and said, I'm an animal voice imitator and I can do 
for, for I don't know, Tencent, I do the Colibri or I do the Randy Moose or I do, I don't know, something like that. It was a big guy. And so he had to do all these strange voices. Hmm? Then they gave others um, shaving cream and said, here, sell that off as a carpet cleaner or something like that. And then they had, and just shows how old I am, and then they had this hilarious thing. They gave one Norwegian guy a couple of skulls, a skull of a cat and of a dog, and then they gave them some toothbrushes and toothpaste and tried to tell people that they should brush <laughs> their dog and cat. How hilarious was, was that? So, and I mean, come on. If we have a look how far this has evolved, it it was at the time then considered a joke. It was considered not really something people do. And now, I, if I don't know if we look at uh, uh, veterinary dentistry in the Nordic countries, I don't know the the, the uh, figures I heard and saw. Is every third or fourth vet is virtually employed to do only veterinary dentistry in Finland or in Sweden. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in some of the Nordic countries, they are very, very far away. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But I think it also has to do with, uh, you know, um, the, the education that is, uh, you know, uh, put into, a, into, a, into certain fields. Um, that, that makes an enormous difference. And, and that is one of the reasons why I enjoy so much being at the teaching hospital or at the vet school, actually, because you, you get these young people that are in training, at least a portion of them, because as I said, we have just the elective course. And, um, you know, you have the chance to make them enthusiastic about the subject. And uh, you, at the same time, you know, you transfer some knowledge and that's how you can actually, you, you know, putting the efforts into several generation and that generations. As, and as I said, in Slovenia, dentistry is actually also pretty well known and developed because of Professor Paulica work for the past also 25 plus years. And I think that what, that's what happened in Scandinavian countries is that, you know, several individuals or companies, you know, put in a lot of effort into, into education. Something that we regret here in the UK is that uh, pretty much all conditions you encounter in a dog or a cat um, are covered by insurance. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it is a, a fractured tooth or so, yeah. so then that's not covered. And, uh, and that, I think, is a shame. In that respect, I think there is still work to do. Mm. No, how is, that, sure. how is that in Slovenia with uh, with pet insurance? Do, does that play a role? Generally, generally the um, the percentage of animals that are insured is pretty low. I can't really say the number, but just from you know knowing it from from practicing, it, it's very low. And it when it comes to dentistry, yes, it covers all the trauma, but uh, obviously not uh, chronic diseases such as periodontitis which is the the most common anyway um but at least at least there is something and um yeah i i, I really have um have, have don't, i don't really have a good insight into why why is this not being more developed why why there is it seems to be no big interest from the um, insurance company sides and i i can't understand this really why is it so, but I mean, there are, 
that often people themselves are not covered. I mean, mm -hmm. I found, for example, in Germany, uh, I, I find dental sort of services are often covered by your health insurance. Here in the UK, that is usually also excluded. And because it's not uh, uh, something people consider as part of the um, uh, 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 health insurance for humans, then it, it's, a, it's a sort of, yeah, what shall I say, second class treatment or something where the yeah. people at owners are prepared to pay for it because they are not used to anything otherwise. Talking about the uh, companion animal veterinary surgeons in Slovenia, um, I mean, we are all affected by COVID. How uh, far is that at the moment, uh, well, playing a role? That's a stupid question because it will yeah. play a huge role. Yeah. But how are our colleagues in, in Slovenia dealing with it? When we experienced the first wave in, um, what was it, March, April, um, obviously it was, a, it was lockdown for the veterinary business as well in terms of just providing emergency care, but that only lasted for two weeks. And then, uh, you know, everyone got back to norm, more or less normal business with uh, adaptations to new situation in terms of, and, and some things are actually much better. For example, scheduling the patients, which many of us were not doing before, like scheduling all patients, including vaccinations, everything. So that's mm -hmm. actually a, a positive change. Yeah. Going more, not some, some practices actually went um, uh, online and tried to, you know, incorporate in their business also telemedicine. Um, much more email consultations, phone conversations. So, you know, some things that, that I don't even see as, as minuses um, from all of the, all of the situation. Um, but then, you know, in summer, more or less things went back to normal. And what was interesting, and it was not only at the vet school, but, you know, also talking and talking to some other colleagues, everyone was actually observing kind of a uh, nice and steady growth in caseload um, mm -hmm. and then you know when we were you know as you know lay in lay situation looking at the situation um, people were more at home people were not traveling that much they were more with their animals they were more observant you know general uh, economy of the country at least at that point and now it's still not bad although obviously we know you know that some at some point we will need to you know do something with all the all the loans that that we are getting so probably there will be some um changes in the future in terms of economical situation as well but so far really i i can't really say that there is much of uh, much of a problem for veterinary medicine let's talk a little bit about the anna if she's not a vet and not a veterinary dentist so admit this sort of I, I i follow your instagram account so i know that you are i think a keen bike rider uh okay. so that road biking or mountain biking or both or? it's 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 a hybrid it's a hybrid bike so what is it it's a hybrid biking um okay. yeah it's 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 not um i i do enjoy it yes and yeah we 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 sometimes you know uh talk about it uh, outside of uh vet vet chat for fekava um it 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 i really need something 
physical in the nature. And I found biking the best for the, you know, spring, summer, autumn months, and then winter is more hiking. Um, I don't really, I don't really do much biking in winter. Um, and it, it's not meant, you know, for calorie counting or whatever, speed uh, doing it or whatever. It's, it's really to move and to, you know, just, you know, let my thoughts free. Uh, and usually, usually doing this, um, yeah, it's it not, it's not just releasing stress or relieving stress. Uh, it's, it's also getting good ideas. So that, 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 that's the point of, of it. And yeah. And obviously then teasing everyone else with, <laughs> with some photos. Yeah, the thing is, you are you are in the right country for it because yeah. I mean, Slovenia has it all. You you have you have a little bit of a, um, a Mediterranean coast. You have the Mediterranean yeah. climate. You have um, everything you could ask for in agricultural terms. Sort of you you have you 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 you, uh, you have rich soil. You 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 grow wine. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you you have game. Uh, so there's probably also, as I said, good, possibly good hunting. And then, yeah, you, you, you then go up to nearly 3,000 meters with the uh, Treglov, um, and you, you have all the alpine regions as well, and everything yeah. within a actually yeah. a fairly yeah. small country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's I think a lot of people don't know what they are missing by by not having been in Slovenia. Mm -hmm. yeah. so. No, I, I, it, it, as as you are saying, and uh, when you know when we were chatting before about uh, you know coming back home, um, um, it was very very difficult to 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 come back. But then um, you know, and yes, I definitely still see minuses, um, and most of them are related to professional practicing. Um, but uh, then you start really appreciating other things like, you know, like you're saying, having, the, having everything at hand, you know, traveling from the Alps, let's say Triglav National Park down to the uh, coast to Piran, which is an awesome old city. It's two hour, a bit over two hours drive, you know, and, and you get two totally different landscapes. Um, so, so what I want to say is living in this small country in terms of uh, the quality of life at this point, it's, it's awesome, yeah. Anything else you do which we don't know about? Well, <laughs> if you don't know it by now, maybe yeah. it's not something you should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. Uh, you know what what uh, what happens as i said before what happens when um, that that starts that that started bugging me a little bit is that once you go so so deeply into a very small field um, and discovering a certain small subject um, obviously the more you are in the more you realize that there are many things that you still don't know but the other thing is also that you, because you so much focus and you put all your energy there, you start, you start kind of losing other things that you were doing in life before. I used to, you know, I was playing piano for 12 years. I, I was acting in different, uh, you know, um, I can call it um, uh, theaters. theaters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, the spectrum of things I was doing before I went so deeply into specialization was much bigger. 
Um, and and I, th I think it, it's related to, you know, you have a certain amount of energy that's, that you, you can put into something. Um, but that, that, that honestly start, start, it starts bugging me a bit that, that you are, you know, you're so, you become narrow in a way. And mm. that, that can actually be, you know, it's, it's a limitation in a way. Wow. I thought it would take 10 or 15 minutes and I think it took a little bit <laughs> longer. It was we'll so <laughs> interesting to, to hear your story. And also, I think it's so inspiring to see how uh, somebody who not necessarily has this uh, great plan when they are 15, 16 or so, but, but, but who then feels him or herself just by chance sometimes pushed in one or the other direction follows these uh, inputs and then um, has such a rich and entertaining and interesting life as you have. So it's, it's great and, and, and even more so that you share your knowledge and, and, and your experience with, with yeah, people like me who are first opinion practitioners and especially with with so many young colleagues, not only in Slovenia, but, but all over Europe and, and then also America. Anna, thank you very much for tonight's vet chat. If anyone would like to comment on it or would like to have, post some questions, we can be emailed at vetchat at fekava.org. And obviously you can also leave messages on our social media presence. So hopefully I will see you next week again for Fikava Vet Chat with a different guest. And I'm not telling you who is it now. So wait and see. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.